0: Right now, we go to the hotline. We welcome in 17-year NFL vet, analyst, CBS Sports Network, great quarterback, great guy. Steve Berline joins us on the show. Find him on Twitter, at Steve Berline. Steve, thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, great to be here, man. Lots to talk about.
0: It's great to have you. I started off the show. I was surprised. I really was. I thought that, boy, this isn't necessarily a boil and take, and a lot of people disagreed. I, I think that San Francisco... I, we're a week out. I, I think that San Francisco is going to win on Sunday, but I think the team that's better built because of the quarterback for, for a possible dynasty, or to go back many times, would be Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. Am I wrong? And if I am, tell me why.
1: I don't think there is a right or wrong with this game, with this game or anything about <laughs> the game, uh, because I just think it's that even, and I think you can make a case for either side, and, and I would love to say the 49ers, and I do think that the 49ers are probably, uh, when you factor in how good their defense is, are probably the, the better all-around team right now. But you cannot measure the Patrick Mahomes' effect. And, and, and I, I, my gut just tells me as much as I would like to say the 49ers are going to win To Kyle Shanahan, I've known him since he was five years old, Mike Shanahan, his dad, was, was my coach at the Raiders and the Broncos and we're very, very close. And I know Kyle – And I would love to say I feel like the Niners are going to win, but my gut just tells me that Mahomes is going to do something at the end of this game to find a way to pull it out for the Chiefs, and that's just the way I see it going.
0: we got the great Steve Berline joining us on the show. When you've watched the NFL this year, are you a little bit refreshed? Because over the last few seasons, it's been unbelievable numbers through the air, and I know you're a quarterback, but, boy, we've seen a lot of good game planning. We've seen a lot of good run games and a lot of team football that's been winning a lot of games and putting teams in high places.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it, and, and uh, you know the numbers. It's what the NFL kind of created with the rule changes over the last fifteen to uh, you know twenty years. Uh, it, it's been you know an evolution, but we're at the point now where uh, the numbers are, are ridiculous. How 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 these quarterbacks are putting up the numbers? Five thousand yards is is like four thousand used to be, even three thousand back in the in the you know seventies and eighties. So. Uh, it's a different ball game, but man, there, there's some really creative things being done offensively, uh, trying to take advantage of the game. It's very hard to play defense. Um, you know, a lot of people say it's because the quarterbacks are that much better or the receivers are better, but that's that's implying that the defensive players are worse. So I mm-hmm. I don't think that there's a way you can make that argument other than just to say you know the rules have changed and defenses are trying to do what they can do to adapt. The 49ers have done an incredible job of it. Uh, there's a lot of other teams that consistently put defense, uh, good defenses out there on the field, uh, but uh, it's an exciting time for the NFL with all these great uh, young players. Uh, all the excitement, the energy, the buzz is as strong as it's ever been, and uh, there's a lot to be excited about. I do believe that we have the two best teams playing in the Super Bowl, and I wouldn't be surprised either way with how
0: this thing went. Steve Eli Eli Manning just retired. I'm not asking about the Hall of Fame or anything. That's neat. I'll I'll save that for other times. But Will Brinson had a pretty, pretty strong tweet just about two hours ago where he said, you know, Eli's a career 500 quarterback. Yeah, he's got two Super Bowls, but, you know, they're treating him like he's the greatest of all time. The Giants are. They're having ceremony after ceremony after ceremony. Meanwhile, Phillip Rivers, they won't even answer his text with the, with the L.A. Chargers. It looks like Eli made the right decision. Do you think, because we've had younger players who, who seem to be more enlightened to their power, Will we see more situations like Eli Manning where maybe a player says, and and before John Elway where he's going to go, you know what, you can draft me. I'm not going to play for your team. I'm going to sit this thing out.
1: Well, it's a good good question. It has not happened many times in the Mm -hmm. past. and and I I can't think of, uh, it it did happen right shortly after John. In fact, my year coming out in in 1987, there was a quarterback, you probably don't even remember him, but his name was Kelly Stoffer. Um, and he was out of Colorado State. He was the fourth or fifth pick in the draft my year. Uh, He did the same thing. He held out, was drafted by the Arizona Cardinals, did not report, uh, told them that he didn't want to go. Uh, He ended up holding out for a whole year and uh, it never really got his career going, but uh, I, I can see it happening in the extreme situations like this one. I mean, a lot of people believe, and, and it's hard to, to refute, that the, the, going to the Cincinnati Bengals for Joe right, Burrow right now would be um, a, a very difficult place to experience success uh, with the way that team and that organization is run right now. So uh, it, this is the extreme case scenario where this could happen. I, I, don't, I don't think it's be going to become a regular situation, but I do believe that it could very well happen this year if the, if the Bengals don't deal that pick somewhere and uh, Bill Burrow does not want to get buried in that organization, which a lot of people think could happen.
0: Now, I mean, Jacksonville, when they took you in the expansion, and you're taking over an expansion franchise, you're going, great, this is going to be wonderful. And you, may say that, you might say that publicly, and maybe you really felt that way, Steve, but you've technically been through this situation, even though it was an expansion draft. How many of these guys, if you were to give them truth serum, over the last how many years, when they're taken number one by these teams, are going, can't wait for this challenge, they're going, yeah, well, we'll figure it out. Well, in general, yeah, I mean, that, that, that is the case. If you're,
1: if you're going to a team that's got that first pick unless they've moved up to get that first pick, you're, you're walking into a, a bad situation probably, and, and it just depends on who that organization commits to as a coach and how stable they are as far as being able to get that back on track. You know, Mike, you mentioned the expansion draft for me. I didn't have a choice. Um, I was put on the expansion list by a guy I don't like talking about because I didn't think too highly of him as a head coach. That was Buddy Ryan. <laughs> Excuse me, And, and uh, that was the year that, that both the Carolina Panthers and the Jaguars came into the league. And I was excited to be in a situation where I was going to get to go somewhere where uh, I was going to be wanted. Now, uh, things didn't work out in Jacksonville. I, was, I really was hoping I would go to Carolina, and I ended up there a year later. Uh-huh. Uh, but but the way that the Jaguars and, and Tom Coughlin and everybody promised me that things were going to be played out, it didn't work out that way. It was a very difficult year. It was a bad situation, but uh, fortunately I was able to get out of it after a year, and, and, and things got better from there. But um, what these kids are going through now, what Joe Burrow specifically is going through is, is a very difficult situation. You're talking about the beginning of what hopefully will be a long, prosperous career, and it's a major, major decision. I, I can understand the argument. Either way, uh, it'd be very, very difficult to sit back and just say, I'm going to be happy going to the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: Guys are playing sooner than they ever have. These two quarterbacks that are taking on each other next week, they actually sad. You know, Patrick Mahomes sat for basically an entire year and his team was a playoff team. And obviously we know the history of Jimmy Garoppolo. What do you think is the right way to bring along a young, talented quarterback?
1: I, I always have believed, and this goes back to... When I was coming out, and the philosophy was different in those days. Uh, There was the exceptions of John Elway's and and, uh, you know the Dan Marino's, uh, these guys that came in and became starters very early. But in general, I've always believed that it's better if you could let the the young QB sit for at least a year. If there's a veteran that can keep you competitive, not only is it going to give you a better chance to win that year, uh, it's going to let that young quarterback have a chance to really. Uh, get himself settled in as an adult, as a professional, uh, kind of figure out a routine, uh, go through all the adjustment period of, of coming out of college into the professional world of, of sports, and I think that's the ideal situation. But man, there's a lot of these kids now that are that are stepping up and showing they can handle it. Uh, but you see the the result, I think, and the benefit of the Jimmy Garoppolo, the Patrick Mahomes, of learning behind uh, an established NFL quarterback. Uh, and then, really, just take it off from there, so I prefer that to be the case. I think there 's a lot of great examples of that, but man, then with the money and with the press and everything else, a lot of these kids are getting put out there early and mm-hmm. I think it 's a fifty fifty proposition if you we really were to go out there and do some kind of statistical analysis of it.
0: The offenses have really been different from college of the pros for the last decade. Do you think that that 's harmed some young quarterbacks because they 're going from wide open, spread offenses, they get to the line of scrimmage, they look to the sideline for the signal, and away they go, and then they're, they're thrust into some situations where they're in a pro style, offset eye, line it up, do that, and, and, and it's taken a minute for the NFL to try to do it that way and to help out younger quarterbacks sooner.
1: Well, it, every case is different, every situation is different. It, it truly depends on not, not only the, the skill set of that particular quarterback, but it does depend on the stability of the organization and how, how committed they are to what they're doing, uh, how established that head coach is to what he's doing. And the stability is the key word. I mean, that's what every quarterback that's ever played in the NFL uh, can tell you is the most important factor to try to find a situation where you're going to have a system in place for three, four or five years at a minimum, and you're going to have uh, an organization committed in knowing how to build a team around you, um, hopefully some of the core principle, the core features of a, of a good team are in place already when you get there, but not everybody has that luxury. And so all those things factor into it, as well as just the skill set of that particular quarterback. Some quarterbacks can't make that transition for a lot of different reasons. Maybe it's style, maybe it's the, the, the speed of the game, maybe it's the intellect, who knows. But uh, there's a lot of different reasons. We can build a lot of different cases as to why things do or do not work out for these young quarterbacks.
0: You did win a Super Bowl, right?
1: I did. I got one with the Cowboys. I was that's in. That's right. Soccer.
0: What do you do? You still have the ring?
1: Of course, I have the ring. You kidding me? I, I, uh, I, <laughs> Some I guys, that that's ring. weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I, I would. Uh, I would tell you. Uh, I'm not going to tell you where I keep it, but
0: of uh, generally
1: speaking, it's somewhere around where I am. Uh, so, uh, because I like wearing it, the only time I ever wear it is, 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 in, if I'm doing something on television or if I'm going to some kind of a, a function uh, or a business uh, type of a, an endeavor, uh, I'll break it out and wear it in those situations. So I like kind of having it around most of the time, but um, I don't wear it around uh, you know, just casually because it just becomes too much of a conversation
0: piece. Of course. I mean, my God, it's a Super Bowl ring, Steve. Real right. quick, when, when these things happen, it's such a euphoric feeling. Sometimes when you think back on it, you're like, ah, I would have done this different, I would have done that different. What would you have done different after you won that Super Bowl with the Cowboys?
1: Well, that's a, that's a good question. Um, there's a lot of things I would have done differently at different courses or at different points in my career, uh, you know, having the benefit now of wisdom and hindsight. But, um, you know, I was fortunate that the year that we won that first Super Bowl, it was a 92 season, 93 Super Bowl, um, and, and it was the first year of free agency in the NFL that came that year. So uh, Joe Montana and myself were the first two kind of hot commodity quarterbacks to come out uh, that year and, and really get to experience free agency So um, I, I was really excited about that time in my life. I ended up choosing to go to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, it didn't work out great because uh, after my first year, buddy Buddy Ryan was brought in, mm-hmm. and you look back and you say, maybe there was a better place I could have chosen with a little bit more stability. Uh, But, you know, it is what it is. And you look back at it and you say, I gave it everything I had. I don't have a whole lot of regrets, but I would do some things a little bit differently knowing what I know now.
0: Steve, I can't thank you enough. You're great. Hope to run you down again soon. All the very best to you and yours.
1: Anytime. Happy to do it, man. Take care.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?